ladies and gentlemen, the Montreal Canadiens have actually won a single game in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, yeah, we're back. Yeah, wow. I, uh, reverse sweep time. I'm ready for it. I, I mean, at this point, I hope it happens. Like, I mean, I've been cheering for the Habs, which I know we now about half of the people listening have stopped. Um, but like, oh man, I really want that reverse sweep to happen, especially to Tampa. Like, come on. I wouldn't like it, you know, the Habs being on the winning side of it, I wouldn't like, you know, overall, but like, it would be, be really nice to see Tampa get reverse swept. Just saying. Either way, I think we'll I think we'll be able to revel in the Canadians losing in our five, six, or seven, or Tampa pulling off the biggest choke job ever. Where it was so either way, we're gonna be good. We'll figure out a way to be positive. Now I don't want Patrick Maroon and Tampa to yeah. go back to back and for him back to back to back because apparently <laughs> he's just a one man dynasty that will never stop. Bruins gonna give him an eight million dollar contract for one year coming up. Okay. Yeah, I actually I actually like that way of putting it is either the Habs are gonna lose this series or Tampa's gonna lose this series and completely blow it. Cause I, I had been thinking the other way of okay, well either Tampa's gonna win the cup or Montreal's gonna win the cup. But putting it that way doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. Focus Look at us. focus for on once the, the losing team. <laughs> Yeah, for once we're finding the positives or the negatives, I guess technically. Whichever, whichever way you look at it. <laughs> I'm the negative is a positive. Yeah. Ain't that something? Yeah, it's what an effort by Josh Anderson there oh in overtime, though. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously you can say everything you want about the contract, which is going to suck in a few years, but that term is the worst part of it. Yeah. But two goals in game four, basically saving the Habs. I mean, Price had a good game for once in the finals. Um, and yeah, just I don't I don't even know what to say about the Habs. Like, I still don't know. It's like, how are you? How? Obviously, yeah, sure they they're down three to one in the Cup final, but so like, how are they even here still? I I still don't. I still can't comprehend that. And, like, I picked them to win the cup just because it, at, like, going into the series, I was like, all right, I might as well believe because <laughs> apparently doubting them doesn't work. So, I just, what a weird year. That's putting it lightly, yeah. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I, oh, that, uh, can we talk about Ryan McDonough for a second? Oh, my God, yes. I, which Canadians player was it? I was trying to clear. Was it Suzuki? Was trying to clear the zone. I think uh, so. Well, either way, a Canadians player tries to clear the zone. McDonough with a beautiful step up to block that clearing attempt, and all of a sudden he's Bobby Orr. <laughs> with that pass, that was a beautiful pass. Yeah. And of course, those third line wingers for Tampa, whether it's Goodrow or Coleman, it seems like every other night one of them scoring. So, I mean, basically at this rate, yeah, like. I remain on the Coleman needs to be a Bruin train, but I mean, some team's going to overpay for him. I know that. And I hope it's not the Bruins. Yeah, he's a good player, the... good third liner, but someone's going to give him like four, almost five million bucks. Yeah. And all the reports I've seen is that he wants to go back. He wants to go to uh, Dallas because he's from Texas, I think. At least Texas, maybe Dallas. 
but I mean, hey, Coleman Coyle on the third line. Oh, Coyle. Oh. <laughs> that's actually that's the other he's from thing. Plano, Texas. Okay, so, well, he's from Texas. The reports have been that he wants to go back to Texas, but I mean, See, he's also currently still competing for the Stanley Cup, so I don't know how clear his thoughts have been <laughs> see the best thing is though i know i can you know i could have squeezed that by you because you don't know your texas geography that well but plano's like 20 minutes outside of dallas so. okay well <laughs> there you go i had to every mile counts man <laughs> apparently oh uh, what's that hey. kilometers oh god don't ask me i'm i'm an american <laughs> it's probably like i could tell you how long it is and like hot dogs or something yeah, how many how many hot dogs is it, Mister? Uh, oh God, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> that is, that is still the weirdest thing. If Joey Chestnut can eat seventy six hot dogs in ten minutes, how long will it take Joey Chestnut to eat his way to the border? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! No, that I wouldn't. Take I wouldn't be shocked if that's in a math textbook somewhere. Hey, I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh. Yeah, it took us approximately five minutes to uh, completely stop talking about hockey and go to Joey Chestnut. <laughs> the well, I mean, that's world, the biggest news going on right now. The greatest athlete of all time. Final. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be real. This cup final has not been amazing. Like it's, It kind of makes me wish I had cheered for Vegas in that last round, but... Because that would have at least been a little more uh, exciting. But hey, nothing better than a reverse sweep. Exactly. And, you know, now that everyone said that this cup final sucked out for the first three games, now the Habs realize that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just play better. And they're going to go reverse sweep. And I can't wait for this to age poorly basically tomorrow night <laughs> Yeah. when game five happens. But Hey, I the mean, mayor wanted them to win it on home ice only. Which I... <laughs> I'm just going to take a wild guess and assume that the mayor has not watched many sports ever, because why would you ever say that? Why would you ever curse your team like that? Oh, yeah, no, we just want them to throw it so they can lose on lose on or so they can win on home ice in game five. It's like, why? You ne You never say that. Yeah. And like we've seen in the prior years of like teams using things that are said either by the team or by someone is like you know the bulletin board the old bulletin board material like how in 2018 when brian cashman in the summer yankees general manager said he wanted to uh do damage against the red sox oh, well yes. the red sox turned that into their little slogan for the playoffs and well they kind of smacked around the Yankees a little bit and then won the World Series. We don't talk about the Yankees anymore. They are, nope, not talking about the Yankees. Hate them. Anyways. Yeah, don't don't check today's Blue Jays score. I mean, Vladdy just homeward, but uh, they're down seven three to the Orioles. Anyways, um, <laughs> bird on bird violence. <laughs> Apparently, um. We might as well. Hey, Josh get... Anderson. <laughs> well, let's let's yeah. get the uh, worst stuff out of the way. Um, yeah. Matisse Kivlinex. I blame a Columbus announcer if I butchered his name. I'm sorry, but I 
didn't exactly know how to. That's what the video said. Uh, he passed away, I guess that would have been Sunday uh, night, is what they said, after some freak fireworks accident in Michigan. And that was a... That was an awful start to the week for the entire sports world. Yeah, that was quite a shock to see. Very, very, very sad. Especially, I don't know how like deep we want to get into it, but it was a fireworks accident. And apparently to the chest trauma. Like, he had died of chest trauma. So yeah. it's just an awful scene. And I can only imagine, you know being there as one of his you know friends and all that stuff that was just uh, heartbreaking and you know it's been awesome to see the outpouring of support for you know him his teammates and his uh friends and family very sad only 24 years old mm-hmm. just a reminder that life you know it can it can end at the snap of a finger and you know especially with people you know whether it's canada day in the old canada or uh now, the 4th of July here in America, it's just be careful with those freaking fireworks. They're they're so dangerous. God. They look cool, but like also... Yeah, uh, they're cool from trained professionals, but please yeah. be careful. It's an awful way to, you know, remind yourself that, okay, that's a literal explosive. Let's be careful with it, but mm-hmm. God. Yeah. That's why I just stick to sparklers. <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh definitely a better option. Um and while we're with the depressing stuff, um David Posternock uh and his I guess girlfriend, uh Rebecca, they lost uh their newborn child uh like mid June and I still feel awful for them. Like, I I don't even... Like, I can't imagine what that would even be like. Six days old, man. Yeah. And, like, obviously, we don't know the details or anything, but it's it's still just awful. What did that news break at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, yeah, because Postdoc posted about it, and I'm assuming he's in Europe. Uh, Yeah. So... But yeah, it was still just like, God, that sucks. Like, I was, it's weird because, like, a day or two before, you know, they posted about us, kind of wondering, like, yeah, I would have thought I would have seen, you know, pictures or posts about it. So I wonder what's going on there. And, you know, unfortunately, what happened happened. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that kind of pain, but God, I hate painful stuff talking about it. Oh. But we got to talk about it, rip the band-aid off, and find a good segue. Yeah. Well, uh, that good segue uh, is still yet to come, because I have absolutely no idea what it's going to be. We don't have a good segue for this. It's kind of impossible to have one. Um, All right. So let's just take take five seconds of silence, and then we'll sound like it's a brand new segment. All right? Mm-hmm. All right, the NHL awards. So we kind of another missed... travesty. Well, yeah, we kind of missed. Um, I mean, we <laughs> the last time we did this, we forgot to talk about Bergeron getting robbed of the Selkie. Um, 
but he also did end up winning the Mark Messier Leadership Award, correct? Yes, he did. That's what it was. Obviously, I mean, it's not like the most prestigious award ever, but like, yeah, I'd say he's definitely deserving. Yeah, still uh, an award that encapsulates Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, and like... What he is. (laughs) Well, you know what award would have worked really well for him? Maybe the Selkie, but hey, Mitch Marner. Stanley Cup, yeah. Well, that too, but hey, Mitch Marner, you know what? He kills penalties, and Bergeron, he isn't the only two-way forward. I can't believe that. I, I like, that, was, that was the funniest thing to read, and it was also kind of sad, because like, people actually think that way, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay. People who actually have influence within the NHL think that way that, hey, we're going to vote for someone because... or we're going to not vote for someone because they're not the only good player. That would... It would be the... Well, obviously, like, different degrees, but it'd be like, actually, you know what? I think Nathan McKinnon deserved the heart last season. Or I guess this season... Whatever. Nathan McKinnon deserved the heart because Connor McDavid is not the only good player. It's like, (laughs) no. (laughs) That's not how that works. I can't just be like, oh yeah, you know what? Tuka Rask, he deserved the Vesna because Flurry, not the only good goalie. So uh, it's Tuka's. I just still can't believe that there was a 47 uh, vote gap between Barkov and Bergeron for first place. Yep. I thought it was going to be narrow, whoever won it. But. All right. No, okay, I'm not going to comment too much because I didn't watch too much Florida Panthers games. I generally don't. So, no, and everything that I saw from, uh, like people who post advanced stats, like comparing Bergeron to, I guess it was Barkov and Stone, who were the, uh, like who were the nominees. Was Bergeron was by far better than Barkov in like basically every single category, and he was basically <laughs> like he was slightly better than stone and one of the charts i saw i think it was from jay fresh i don't remember you know specifically but i think he had like barkov's uh metrics year by year and 1819 was a much better year to give barkov the selkie than now because his numbers were down this year and last year was the year to give it to stone and they didn't (laughs) it's like I mean, yeah, sure, it's just the Selkie, and it's not, like, that important of an award. But, like, again, when you're looking at Hall of Fame, and for someone that old, it's like... I mean, Fleury just got the Vesna. Yes, he had a good season, but he probably got the extra votes over Vasilevsky because he's old, and, like, this is probably his last chance to get it. Ooh, you know. Bergeron... I mean, Bergeron even won in the analytics way, but you know, it's just something where it's like, I don't, I don't know how, how he didn't win that. It's, it's so stupid. But you know, that's <laughs> NHL voters for you. Just like oh. how, um, I mean, Marshall was selected, uh, to the first first All Star team, I believe. Uh, like the end of the year stuff that they do. I almost said every year, uh, but it's like the any of their all-star team they do every year. And they also have an all-rookie team, which I don't know if you saw this, but they basically have, like, the writers have uh, two votes for defensemen. So 
you know, it's like they just vote on a pairing. And Jacob Zaboral got, or Jacob Zaboral, whatever, Jacob Zaboral got one vote from someone. So they thought that Zaboral was one of, you know, was a top two rookie defenseman this year. And I just found that funny. <laughs> like, nothing against, yeah. nothing against Zaboral, but like, Ke'Andre Miller and uh, Ty Smith were like the easiest choices ever for that category, and like, Sporal, really? Like, I mean, yeah. But quickly back to uh, the whole Bergeron uh, oh, yeah. thing uh, with uh, Mark Lazarus and Marner. Um, it's so funny. I just looked it back up. He was trying to argue for why Marner deserves it more, or whatever. He brings up four stats. That are better than Bergeron in terms of defensive game and whatnot. And then in his follow-up tweet, he says, "Yes, I'm aware you can find a bunch of stats that say Bergeron's better." <laughs> it's like, why would you're basically admitting that you're, you know, cherry picking stats to try to make your out of left field pick seem a little less crazy? Which I just, it's so funny to say. There are a bunch of stats out there. Yes, and you cherry-picked four of them for your argument. I I just... Mitch Marner's not horrible defensively, but, I mean, if you have him over Patrice Bergeron, you are sorely mistaken and probably a Leafs fan, which I pray for you if so. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's that's the most important... (laughs) That's the most important part of that one. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I also also love... um... I, I I quickly ran upstairs to get uh Kleenex because there was a bug just running along uh running along my desk and Wow, did you kill it? Well yeah. It's not very nice. Oh. Uh whoops. <laughs> wow, we're gonna cancel Alex now. Let's yeah, go. I killed a bug. Damn, I'm problematic Whoa. now. Also one thing we should mention I'm did we mention this already? Uh Oscar Lindblom, Masterton trophy. Oh yeah. That's, I couldn't remember because I know that one was released before, like the Selkie and all that stuff. So I'm not sure if you mentioned it already, but I mean, obviously, well deserved. Oh yeah, and like the Masterton is always the weirdest trophy because it's just like, hey, who you suffered a suffered? lot? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Boy, and like everyone, you had the worst year. Here you go. Yeah, it's it's such a weird weird award to give out, but like I mean, yeah, Lindblom. Yeah. Definitely deserving of that one. I can say that. <laughs> Everything you went uh, through. There you go. Uh, uh should we jump over to uh GM of the year? Oh yeah. Why? <laughs> that's good old that's Lou the, Lamorello. Just why? Like what did Lamorello do? Hey, he brought in Paul Mary. He was good at, you know, elbowing people or shouldering people in the face after whistles. Yeah, he brought in Paul Mary and Zajac, and he also traded Devon Taves away. So. And one thing I'm wondering is the vote for the GM yep. of the year, that's during the playoffs, right? It's taken after, or it's done after the second round. It's the okay, dumbest thing so, ever. So, I mean, we see why. 
Lou won it, and then we see why Mark Bergevin actually got the most first place votes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sorry. What <laughs> what were the Canadians in the regular season this year? Nineteenth <laughs> in the league, I believe. Uh, 24, 21, and 11. Technically 24 and 32. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if it was me, I probably would have given it to Bill Zito and then yeah, Bergevin and then Lamorello, but... How do we feel about Don Sweeney being 11th? Uh, I'm... I mean, the Hall of Fame. I don't think he should have won it. No, he shouldn't have won it, but... I mean, two third-place votes, sure. I mean, I don't know if he really did much more than Lamorello did, but that's just me, because Sweeney, yeah. yes, they lost Krug and Chara, but, I mean, I think that turned the out defense to the right really move. didn't suffer until Game 5 against the Islanders, where everything sort of caught up to them. Plus, Tori Krug is not the, the solver to a grave defensive problem. Yeah. Which people like to forget that part. Oh, your defense is struggling. What about the guy you let go? Uh, can we remember that Tory Krug was not awful defensively, but he certainly wasn't good? Yeah. Like, <laughs> love Krug, obviously, but, like, yeah, no, he was not an amazing... Um, an amazing defensive defenseman, let's say. <laughs> like, that's not what he yeah. was. Yeah. He was obviously more offensive-minded, and... Yeah, and that's that's fine. That's who he is, but yeah, we can't uh, uh, can't forget that when it's convenient to complain. Yeah, and it's like Sweeney brought in Craig Smith on a great deal. Um, obviously, got Hall at the deadline for nothing. Uh, got Riley for a third. Like he made he made some pretty good moves. Obviously, How the hell did someone give Pierre Dorian a third place vote? I would assume... I get it in this term of, oh, well, their rebuild is actually looking like a rebuild. They're getting some young guys. Yeah. See where it goes from there, but I don't know. I... Winnip- uh, Kevin Dayoff getting one in Winnipeg is mind-boggling to me. Kyle Dubas getting a first-place vote to me is mind-boggling. Oh, what do you mean? Like, that makes no sense. What do you mean? Dubas signs a fourth liner and he's the best GM in the world. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Especially if it's voted on after the second round. Right? Like, yeah. at least, at least if it was... really gotta be stubborn. Yeah, at least if, if it was after the season, then okay, well, at least you can kind you're of understand. You're a great regular season team. Yeah, like, if it's after the regular season, sure, that makes sense. You know, the Leafs top their division. Yeah. But after the second round, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird to complain about an award like that, like the GM fun, of the year. But it, it? but it, yeah, it is also fun to just look at. Okay, why why did some of these people get votes? <laughs> like yeah. Oh my god, who was it? There was someone on this who got a Selkie vote, which was stupid. I mean, Marshall finished ninth in Selkie voting. He had two first place votes, which was nice to see. Um. Oh, I know who I have won on that trophy, the the Selkie that I thought was uh, pretty damn funny. Let me see if I can well, find it. Okay, Dreisaitl had uh, two second place votes and a fourth place vote. 
uh, and he is god awful defensively. Marcus Foligno um, had a first had first place vote. Okay. Uh, and oh yeah, Nick Paul, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews—they all had uh, one fifth place vote. Nick Paul, the Nick most Paul random player uh, off the Sens. Wow, but... you're rude. I mean, <laughs> am I wrong? Glendening goat. Yeah, Valeri Nishtushkin. Yeah, him. Second place vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we jump to the very surprising uh, award, uh, uh, the heart? <laughs> Man, I am so shocked that Connor McDavid, uh, who had 105 points in a 56-game <laughs> season, <laughs> won the heart unanimously. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? You never know. Never know. Don't know how he did <laughs> it's it. It's funny looking at the voting, though. Just yeah. 100. Yeah, and then it's Matthews far below him. And then McKinnon, and then Crosby, Marshall, which how I Marshall's never gonna get the respect from the voters, but he should have. Oh God, no! He should have been third. Um, McKinnon had a good season, sure, but like you never really heard about him, right? Like he was, he had sixty-five points. uh, I believe he didn't play the full. Yeah, he had sixty-five points in forty-eight games. Marshawn was third in the league with 69 and 53, you know, only trailing McDavid and Dreisaitl. And if you talk about the literal definition of the heart, which is most valuable to their team, Marshawn absolutely was that. He he carried the team. Like, yeah. The amount of injuries that, that the back end had, and then obviously with all the goalies throughout the year, Yarrow COVID, Yarrow being hurt, Rask being hurt, everything like that, like, Hope Yaro's doing okay. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what he does. Like, who knows? Maybe maybe he comes back. But I mean, we'll see. The off season's not far away. The expansion draft is not far away. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to be able to talk about all that. Like, been like a bit of a lull since the Bruins were eliminated. Like obviously because it's like okay well now they're out obviously still gonna watch the playoffs but these haven't been incredible like incredibly entertaining playoffs right like i think that's fair to say but i i can't wait to have all the seattle stuff happening and then the draft and then free agency it's gonna be good also very interesting it is also can't wait to see how tampa uh just to see what they do with their cap situation. Oh, wait until Kucherov gets slashed on the wrist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be uh another hoop for them to jump through, which I can't wait for teams to help them out and be like, okay, oh we have this God. really good player on a cheap contract, and we'll take your overpaid player. That way, you can. Be good. Well, yeah, they did that with the uh, Sens at the start of the year. I remember that there was yeah. it was the Nilsson trade or something. Yep. Where got him, put him on LTIR, and then they got more cap space from it. I mean, it's in the rule book. You've been able to do it since the cap, so I mean, I don't understand how that all works. Like with the LTIR, I have no idea. Gaining space is like I what? Just, I have no idea how it works. I just know that it does work. You know, 
Uh, so yes, like... Tampa Bay Lightning acquired Marion Gabrick and Anders Nielsen and yeah. the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Braden Coburn, Cedric Paquette, and a second-round pick. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, do you have any more awards you want to get to? I mean... Uh, oh, McAvoy not, not even getting uh, nominated for the Norris was... Um, a joke. Yeah, and he- Headman getting a nomination was uh, that's just strictly name based. Yeah, that's all that was because and that's most awards, unfortunately. And I gotta mean, love it. Yeah, like it was nice to see some some other defensemen get like I guess at least acknowledgement in like the three, four, and five spots on the ballot. Like Mackenzie Wegar got a lot of votes. Uh, Devon Taves got some. I mean. I don't like them after the series, but obviously Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock are really good together, So, and they both got votes. I'm surprised uh, Drew Doughty didn't find his way somewhere, somewhere that... under here. Yeah, he actually didn't. Oh my god. I was expecting to see that. I'd be like, oh, of course, Drew Doughty found his... weaseled his way into this list, but I mean, yeah, no, McAvoy should have definitely been, I will say, at least... Third. I don't know yeah. if he was better than Makar. I didn't watch Colorado games. I really didn't watch any games outside of the East Division this year. Yeah. I will. I watched some Toronto games, but but yeah, Adam Fox. I don't think there's much of a debate on that. But I'm excited to see McAvoy's future, especially if he can start getting power play assists. Then you know, and he'll be higher on uh, that voting if, if he was good on the power play. If the Bruins' power play was good, uh, <laughs> it would be so nice. Man, it seems like everything comes back to the Bruins' power play. <laughs> I mean, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, um, speaking of the Bruins, Trent Frederick. Yes. Bruins re-signed him. Two years. 1.05 million per. He'll be an RFA at the end of that deal, not even with arbitration. Um, I mean, literally can't complain about that deal. Like, <laughs> it's nope. about what we would have expected for him. But I'd not expect him to go two years, which I like a lot. Well, yeah. I thought it was going to be just a one-year deal, which makes me think they're going to protect him now. That's the thing. Is does that indicate Seattle? And we can also get into that with. Uh, Jay Pandolfo uh, going to be head coach at BU? Is it head coach? Some coaching position at BU. Yeah. And then Jay Leach, uh, Providence's former head coach, going and signing uh, to be the assistant coach with Seattle. Now, I saw someone, I don't remember who it was, but considering Jay Leach's, obviously, connection to the Providence Bruins, do we think that's more likely that Seattle then takes someone like Saboral or Lazan over I mean, Richie or Frederick or whoever is, whichever forward is going to be unprotected. It's so funny because, you know, we list a couple of players that we think could get drafted or like, oh, we wonder about these persons. It's like, well, what about this guy? And it seems yeah. like we just keep going back and forth and Definitely is interesting to see what they'll do as a whole, let alone with just the Bruins. Well, yeah. I have no freaking clue what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm ready for anything, and mm-hmm. I'm prepared to be hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm ready to just see the Bruins protection list to like not include Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn. They're just gonna all wave their number <laughs> clauses. Bergeron waves. It's like I need to have a tempting fate here. Oh, Jesus. but but then Coyle doesn't wave his. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be total luck, like Bruins luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Please, oh, please no. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I mean. Watch them take, like, Cameron Hughes or something. Oh, he's not even eligible. Uh, yeah, I don't even think they can. <laughs> no. Okay, Curtis Lazar, goodbye. Oh, sh- I, for- I forgot that Lazar is a possibility. But, like, I mean, yeah, take Lazar over, like, Richie or Lazar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep those guys on the Bruins thanks over a fourth liner. But, you know, that's just me. Um, hold on. Wait a second. Before we jump forward, I just want to see something. All right, for Tampa. Yeah, of course. I was hoping there's going to be some massive name left off the protected list, but I guess the only big one, unless they decide to do the, what is it, eight skaters and one goalie, mm-hmm. um, is Eric Turnack. Oh yeah. But. I have a feeling they, because they, they want to move salary out anyways, so I feel like Alex Kalorn or Yanni Gord will be left unprotected and then just swap that over to Chernak, because he's a big part of that defense core. I know I know. Uh, Sergachev, McDonough, and Hedman rightfully get all the uh, talk, but Chernak's pretty damn solid, so... Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to see, but I mean that's a problem for another day. And not yeah. even our problem. Yeah, it's not our problem. More like, more like a, a problem for us to shake our heads at how easily Tampa solves it. <laughs> Basically, I it's gonna happen. Like yeah? they'll they'll get an easy way out of this. Oh, I'm totally ready for it. <sighs> We're not jealous. Um Imagine though, like the devil's like <laughs> Do you even have Yeah, there's some teams players to where... protect? It's like the Sabres, where it's like, does Seattle even want to take someone? <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, no, no, it, seriously, it's okay. No, 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 okay. you can keep them. I insist. <laughs> like, <sighs> they, they might just be best off like taking a UFA and just being like, hey, you want to resign? You can be like fourth line, play depth role. If like, not, see you later. <laughs> see you never. Like, really, uh, like, there's some teams where it's just like, I... Sure, something's gonna happen there. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's gonna be something. Like, yeah. Obviously, like, yeah. The the weaker teams aren't gonna really feel the effects of the expansion draft too much. But I don't know. I can't wait to see who this year's Florida is gonna be. Who gives up a Smith and Marcia so type? Because okay. I know it's gonna happen again. Oh, it absolutely is. NHL GMs do not learn from their mistakes. So. I don't know. That that's gonna be fun to see. Like I'm I'm really excited for Seattle. And I mean, hey, if they make the playoffs in their first year, actually considering how bad the Pacific hope... is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope their uh social media team is not as annoying as Vegas. Oh yeah. Not to be rude to Vegas, but jeez. Vegas's social media team was fun in the first year. Yep. And then it got repetitive. <laughs> and then it yeah. was just like, okay, this is just the same thing. You can only tweet for dog pics so much. <laughs> please, please send dog pics. We very sad. 
Like, that's basically <laughs> what it is. And they probably, like, type that exact way, too. I just, yeah. yeah. It's like it's built for middle schoolers. <laughs> or whatever the hell they call them up in... Your land. <laughs> up in my land, yeah. Uh, um, before we get to, like, rumored players the Bruins are you know, linked to, um, rumored players the Bruins are rumored linked to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just keep saying rumored. We got to find a way to get rumored into every sentence the rest of the podcast. All right? all right. Yeah. So why have there not been any rumors regarding any of the players actually on the Bruins? Because like we've seen links to other teams, like other players and whatnot, which we'll talk about, but. We really haven't heard much. Obviously, I don't expect anything on Krejci. Um, because he said he would just be taking that time and whatnot. Yeah. We'll probably hear more near expansion draft and draft and free agency and whatnot. But, like, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised there hasn't really been anything on yeah. Paul. Especially because the insiders hear, are, like, like, all over him normally. <laughs> like, Yeah, I was hoping to hear... There's there's word that you know the Bruins and Taylor Hall have a deal in place. They're just waiting for the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. To... I was hoping to see that, but you know what? I'm just gonna close my eyes and hope for the best for the rumored expansion draft. Oh God, we're not actually doing this. I'm, I'm not. I can't. I can't do this. Um... <laughs> Rumors might be true. <laughs> oh no. No, I'm just. I'm just Someone please save me. <laughs> No, I... has it, no one's coming. Oh no. Okay. Anyways, back to serious land. Yeah. Well, semi-serious Let's, land. Yeah. Don't don't kid yourself. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be like I kind of just want to know now. Like, hey, okay, Hall's resigning. Krejci's not, or whatever the case may be. Like, I wish I could just know that now, but obviously, we're not gonna know until after the expansion draft and beyond. Like, obviously, once the cup final ends, that's normally when insiders start breaking everything because they no longer have anything else to talk about. It's like, oh, yeah, so this is just happening. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like Duncan Keith's about to be traded to the Oilers, apparently. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Slow news day? That, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you could say. I mean, it's that's that's a very intriguing thing. And also, oh, my God, getting... 38 year old Duncan Keith and especially because the asking price is rumored to be not cheap that's uh, that's a very Oilers thing to do I will say that yeah um, like I see like uh, I could see like a team on the cusp of being an actual playoff team which I guess I don't know if that's me dumbing down the Oilers but they're not they're not a powerhouse by any means but definitely not Duncan Keith has you know he's He's won a couple cups, <laughs> and that experience and you know that uh, presence in the locker room, I guess, is you know obviously has value to it more than on the ice stuff. But um, well, I guess his on the ice stuff technically I should clear that up. But um, not to pay a premium for, not to have some salary retained. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, if you were going to get them to retain, you know, 50% and then, you know, not give up. I saw something about a, a quote, a prospect 
like an yeah. A-level prospect. It's like, uh... No. I would not, but okay. <laughs> you do, do you. Yeah, do you want Connor McDavid to request a trade? Like... Yeah. And I just... I'm surprised he... I'm surprised he hasn't yet. It's coming. I thought... After their playoff exit, I thought that post-game interview was going to be all sorts of clips, like, of him saying, you know, not-so-nice things about his lovely management, because, you know, there's such great things to say about his management, for sure. (laughs) But, no, he sounds like he wants to, for some reason, stay and be a part of a solution if there is one in Edmonton. Yeah. But Which is... I can only imagine how short his fuse must be getting now. And, you know, just any player, let alone the best player in the world. And that situation is quite different from Jack Eichel's. Which... Oh. There were a bunch of rumors during, like, the second and third rounds. They've sort of cooled off. But I think it's inevitable that he's being moved this offseason, right? Like, it's, oh, yeah, I it has to happen at this point. Yeah, that was like they want him gone by September or something. Was that? Am I making that up? Was that a different player? Uh, I don't know. It was a while back. I don't know. Or you know, by the end of the, I mean, before the beginning of next season. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I have I have seen the Habs rumored to be one of the teams that could go after Eichel, and maybe that's why it's taking a bit, because obviously, you know, the Habs are still playing. But uh, I would expect an Eichel trade to happen after the expansion draft and before free agency. Because I would think, okay, most teams okay. probably already have their yeah. expansion draft plans basically settled. Like, obviously, you would love Jack Eichel on your team, but like... You know, just wait the extra few days, let Seattle take someone, and then, you know, and then just, and then acquire Jack Eichel. Jeez, did you uh, see this on the 1st of July? Uh, Sabres GM Kevin Adams says, he says in regards to trades, he's looking at anything and everything, and conversations yeah. are happening every day. He also says he had a long talk with Jack Eichel's agent Wednesday, but he wouldn't divulge details. He says that the Sabres have not changed their mind. No neck surgery for Mr. Eichel. That's the other thing, too, with Eichel, is the surgery. Because it's been the management like the management saying, oh, no, we don't want him to have surgery. I think Eichel said, you know, there was the potential he could have surgery. And some teams agree, like some team, like other teams management agree that he should have surgery. But then others don't. And it's like, well, if he goes to a team that's like, yeah, you're going to have the surgery... How long is he out? <laughs> is like is it a Kucherov situation where he comes off LTIR? Oh no! I just realized oh. Michael's going to Tampa. Oh <laughs> no! Why'd you have to do that? Oh god! Julian Freeze, why you didn't hear anything? I know you listen. Yeah, Julian Freeze. Are we sure? Like this game tomorrow is gonna go like. Go gonna on happen okay because of that hurricane rolling through Florida I, right now. I, I feel like we're not count on it. <laughs> I feel like we're not talking enough about it, but oh boy, yeah. Because uh, also, wasn't the Rays game today canceled? 
I do not know. I, I thought uh, they they mentioned that. I, I think they said that on the Jays broadcast. Here, let me just quickly look. Tampa. Well, it auto corrected and said Tampa Bay, Florida Rays, but uh, yeah, today's game. Uh, wait, what? Okay, I'm so confused. It doesn't even. The Rays team hasn't tweeted anything. All right, maybe the Jays so, just. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Rays, but Eric Erlinson, uh, Lightning Insider on Twitter, said Tampa Bay Lightning have landed in Tampa this afternoon ahead of the arrival of Tropical Storm Elsa, uh, which will go ahead as planned as the worst of the storm is expected to clear out by mid-afternoon. So, kind of a a big hope. <laughs> ah, the hurricane will be out of the... And plus, I think if it's a hurricane, don't you have more than just, like, the actual storm passing to worry about? Like, you know, the damages, yes. the, the roads kind of, you know, being, you know, uh, functional. Yeah, you know, like, everything. Yeah, you know, like, surviving the storm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of... Kind of tough to mentally prepare yourself for a Stanley Cup final game as, you know, 70 mile an hour winds smack your hotel window. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just <laughs> did found the, it. Did the Lightning plan Hurricane Elsa to distract the Montreal Canadiens? Oh, no. This this is wow. too deep of a they conspiracy. Cheat in, they cheat in every way they can. Yeah. And there was a quote from this morning from Ducharme. Always Habs coach. He said, there's no surprise anymore. I think anything that happens right now and for a while, we just take it and look at it and say, it's probably part of our destiny. It's been crazy, but we're a crazy bunch of guys in here. And uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, with how this year has been, <laughs> yeah. a hurricane, I mean, yeah, okay. Obviously, if if it's actually like affecting Tampa tomorrow during like when the game is ha- supposed to be happening, obviously cancel the game. But, you know, it's like, of course, and oh, if only they were playing Carolina. I mean, it would have been so fitting, but... Oh, yes. Um, if we want to go to the players the Bruins were linked to, and I kind of just want to do this like as a speed thing, because sure. it doesn't make sense to do a deep dive into every single player, especially when that we're already at 46 hurt. minutes. Um, and it's not like they've been incredibly solid rumors, but... I'll say the player's name. I mean, obviously, you see them written out. Um, but I'll say the player's name. You give me, like, instant thoughts. Uh, Darcy Kemper. Well it's, uh, well, it's tough because I am not very sure on their contract. It's like, am I talking just player or, like, trying to fit it into the puzzle well, that is the Bruins cap? I, I so guess I don't consider know what it both. Is, but I Kemper, say... Kemper makes $4.5 next year. And then he's a U.S. That, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a solid goalie, that's for sure. I mean, and with Rask out for a couple months at least, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Would I like maybe a cheaper option in free agency? Sure, but will there be better options in free agency? Than Darcy Kemper? Probably not. <laughs> no. No, and if, I mean, I know, uh, I know the name I'm about to say is... Uh, a little further down that you're going to mention, but uh, if you can uh, package Kemper with Garland, okay. Now we're talking. Ooh. Tell me what you tell me what you want in return, and you know we'll have to meet in the middle somewhere because you'll probably want way too much. But yeah. Anyways, 
Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Vince Dunn. <sighs> He's an RFA this offseason, so obviously you'd have to re-sign him. Sort of had a weird year in St. Louis. I mean, last year it was like that, too. There were rumors of him being dealt. Uh, and then this year... I'll say no. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't complain. Um, no, he's not terrible, but I think if they're trading for a defenseman, it should be um, a definitive to top game four hunting. defenseman. This, yeah, we can't. He's twenty four years old. Obviously, he could have a really bright future. You know, we don't talk about his you know twenty nineteen. You know, that would involve more heartbreak for us. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he could be a very good defenseman in the future, but. I am tired of, you know, especially the left side of the defense now, just being like, well, let's just hope this guy can fit in and play. <laughs> let's just hope it works, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like we've, you know, discussed a lot, you know, the defense wasn't necessarily their uh, downfall, but they definitely need a little bit of an improvement. And I don't think he's that guy. As that TikTok says, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> you're not that guy. Yeah. I don't know if you've... I don't know if you've seen that. I yes, I have. Um, <laughs> so speaking of big game hunting, then um, I mean, I I forgot to write him down to uh, in the little list there, but there's Alec Martinez, and then there's also Matias Ekholm, who the Bruins have been linked to again. I I will say, uh, yeah, go for yeah. either of those guys. Yep, hundred <laughs> uh, percent, all four of them. Yeah. <laughs> Get them on the Bruins right now. <laughs> At home, McAvoy, Martinez. No, trust McAvoy. me, you're not that guy. God damn it! <laughs> Had to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know exactly what you're saying before I rudely cut you off. <laughs> yeah, like if if you're going for a big defenseman, Ekholm, Martinez, they're your guys. And I would assume the Bruins try Martinez first, just because you know, UFA, you're not gonna have to give up as much uh, for him over Ekholm. But I wouldn't complain about either of them. I would I would be complaining about Oliver Ackman Larson though, but we've talked enough about him, and you know, it's just not worth it with the salary. No. Yeah. Now we get to forwards, um, and a lot of these names intrigued me. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, two years left at seven point five per, so obviously tough to fit under the cap. Uh, he's had injury injury problems the last two years this year and last he played 10 games in 2019-20 and then he played 24 this year um he was healthy to end the season though like he went uh to the uh world championship and played with russia but in the four years prior to that he had 33 33 39 40 oh and then also 37 goals the year before that we have 68 66 75 74 73 points so, with Would a be cool. guy like Tarasenko, yeah. What also do you kind think? of worrisome. Yeah. I just, the injuries the last two years are concerning. I wouldn't say it's, it's like a deal breaker. You need to stay away from him because, I mean, you, gee, I mean, you read off the stats. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> kind of good. I mean, his, his, his value... I mean, it's not that it's low, but it's probably the time to acquire him if you're going to acquire him. And yeah. 
if he does even, you know, refer not necessarily to 40, but to his 30 goal form, which I mean, who knows if he hadn't got yeah, if he hadn't have gotten injured, he probably would have been on that pace. Not necessarily this year, but mm-hmm. 2019-20. But that's a very intriguing name. I at first I was like, no, I want to stay away. But then, as you know, you and said more, like, and I looked well, into it further. I was like, oh, you kind of have to, kind of have to do your research and pull the trigger if you can, because yeah, that would be that'd be pretty cool. Get Tarasenko his second cup. That'd be cool. All right, that was unnecessary. I mean, the I think I think for a lot of these guys, like Tarasenko, someone like Goudreau too. Um, like Tarasenko's a left shot, but he plays the right. But I mean, my point kind of stands. If you don't re-sign Hall, then you definitely look at these guys. Is what oh, I think. Absolutely. Um, like Johnny Goudreau, uh, he has a year left. Uh, like. Like for next year, I think it's six point seven five. I believe is what he makes. He's probably oh. not resigning in Calgary. The Flames want to move him or Monahan, make some sort of change there. Oh, oh no! All right, real oh, no. quick, back to the Tampa Mayor. I just would like to congratulate the Montreal Canadiens on winning Game 5. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor, speaking just now on WFLA Radio, the Stanley Cup Final Game 5 is still on as scheduled for tomorrow night at Amelie Arena. Quote, We hope the greatest damage in this city is what the Lightning do to the poor Canadians. Uh, I mean... (laughs) Learn your lesson, woman. Jeez. Also, as the mayor of uh, a city that has a pretty big warning for a hurricane, (laughs) maybe not the best joke to make. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, that's kind of... Oh. Oh. (laughs) The more I reread that, it's like, yeah, that's pretty, uh... It's pretty tasteless. Right, like your your citizens are trapped indoors with like four months worth of water, and you're, and you're like, you're well, that. I hope our hockey team does the most damage in our city, not this imminent hurricane that might, you know, really affect us. Like, I, God, I, I'm glad, I'm glad that sort of just came out because Jesus Christ, that's just yeah. so stupid. It is. Oh my god. Um, I love it. Anyways, yeah. Back back to the Bruins. Like Tarasenko Goudreau. Like I was saying. Like if Hall <laughs> if Hall doesn't resign, you definitely look at those guys more. But regardless of Hall, you look at those right wing right shots. And Bruins have been linked to Connor Garland. I mean, since last season. Ricard Raquel also since last season. And then Phil Kessel, who they've been linked to since, uh, what, 2009? (laughs) But obviously more recently in potential trade talks. What do you think about Kessel? I'll start with him. And I will also pull up his uh, contract quickly. Uh, He has one year left after this, making 6.8 per. He does have a modified no trade, so keep that in mind. But like you know, if he's uh, on the- well, I mean, 
a very consistent player. I'd say good for. I know he only had twenty this year in fifty-six games. Last year, fourteen and in seventy. I'd say he's good for twenty-five-ish goals, maybe twenty. I guess if you wanted to down, uh, round down, I guess. But I, I guess not terrible if he's you know one of your only options, but. I'd prefer a bunch of other names first, even though I guess his shooting percentage this season was 17.4. Jesus. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean... don't know. That wouldn't be the worst, but he's also averaging 17 minutes on ice a game, which I don't think he'd get that with the Bruins. So There are there is, there is another name. There's this guy called Connor Garland, also on Arizona. <laughs> give me. Give me, give me. Yes, he's an RFA with arbitration rights this offseason, which that contract, I mean, obviously we'll wait and see on. He has, he's played three years in the NHL, first season 18-19, he played 47 games, had 13 goals, 18 points in those 47 games. Uh, 2019-20, the pandemic shortened, or I guess the first half. Uh, 68 games, 22 points, 17 assists, 39, or oh my god, 22 goals, 17 assists, 39 points. <laughs> uh, and then this this season, he had 49 games played, 12 goals, 27 assists for 39 points. Obviously, keep in mind, you know, he's on Arizona, not the uh, most amazing team. Yeah, no, I'm all for Connor Garland. Uh, please. <laughs> please yeah. give me Con- Connor Garland. Let's see. His uh, line mates this season, according, well, this is their last game. I don't know, you know, his mm-hmm. most... I want to figure out how to find out, like, you know how uh, people pull up stats of, like, uh, most time on ice with X players, yeah, you know yeah. that? That's, I want to find that. I got to figure that out someday. But anyways, he was on a line with Michael Bunting and Lane Peterson. That is the most random hockey name I've ever heard. Apparently, it's the 11th best second line in in hockey. <laughs> I don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but I'd like to think uh, the Bruins would put him someone better than Michael Bunting and Lane Peterson. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 very intriguing. And then the other name, Ricard Does he Kell. kill penalties too? I, I think so, right? Garland, I th- want to say yes. I don't know 100% either way, but... Yeah, it's not, not overly important. That would be a plus if he could. Yeah. And then Ricard Raquel. Now, it's also a very interesting one for me. Last four years have not been, or the last three years have not been the greatest for him. 28 points in 52 games this year on the Ducks, who sucked. Uh, 42 points in 65 games in 2019 on the Ducks, who also sucked. And 43 points in 69 games on the 18-19 Ducks, who, guess what, also sucked. But before then, when they were a playoff team, in 15-16, he had 20 goals, 23 assists, 43 points in 72 games. In 16-17, 33 goals, 18 assists for 51 points in 71 games. And then in 17-18, career year, 34 goals, 35 assists for 69 points in 77 games. So, yeah. I don't know and whether to read up. this as like him becoming worse or the team around him becoming worse. And I'd be willing to bet that it's the team around him becoming worse. <laughs> yeah, and again, don't know how much he actually played with this combination, but 
uh, according to Daily Faceoff. He had Danton Heinen on the left wing and Isaac Lundstrom. I mean, Lundstrom's young. He's going to be a good player. But uh, currently, he's ranked as the 106th best center in the league. So (laughs) So nothing special, you know, right now. So just like Garland, probably uh, teammates play not helping him out in terms of offense. So that's not... I guess the fairest of shakes, but again, you know, we look back uh, to another Anaheim Ducks forward who, you know, has been injured and Bruins acquired him and that trend continued. I don't know if Kel's been hurt a lot too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess 2018 19, he played 69 games, 19 20, 65. This year, 52. So I guess it's not terrible, but I do know he's had. Often on injury problems, which mm-hmm. especially, I mean, Kosh is, I think, obviously an, an outlier case. in terms of how often this happens, but kind of makes you want to stray away from these uh, players who have a public, publicly known injury <laughs> yeah. uh, history like that. But that being said, I do think he's a very skilled forward who would be a great fit, but depending on cost, obviously. I want to ask you something. Of those names for the forwards, the forwards which one yeah. do you want most? Hmm. So Tarasenko, Kessel, Goudreau, Garland, Raquel. Yeah. Can I... Uh, I guess... Okay, I'll say Tarasenko. I've taught you... Yeah. You, you helped talk me into it, and I've I, after I looked up more stuff, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah, and if... Like, if he's really healed at this point like i'd be more than willing to take a shot on a guy that can reliably score 35 goals a year yeah <laughs> like and guess what it doesn't work out you finally have cap space where it still will hurt obviously seven million dollars is seven million dollars but but it's two years yeah and you have what 31 million dollars in cap space this summer i other than hall who's gonna Who's really going to take up a lot of money? I know you got McAvoy coming up next year, which will, but you can move Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Yeah. I, like after that, you you can like. All right, we, we <laughs> be a GM mode, anymore, but still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be too uh, disappointed when it doesn't happen. So, um, damn it! I wish you, I wish you wouldn't have talked me into it. You did mention. Uh, Kasha with Raquel and there was a report well, report uh, from Dominic Tiano I don't want to say his last name, he's a writer in the OHL uh, also like Bruins fan and whatnot. Uh, he said that there are whispers that Kasha would accept a one year sort of show me deal to stay in Boston because Kasha obviously knows he's not he's not going to get like a qualifying offer because that's going to be 2.6 yeah. million and he's been out forever so i mean I, yeah i'd <laughs> i'd be down for a one-year deal with them get another shot it hurt but but obviously yeah the most important part is is he actually going to be uh healthy for himself like not yeah even i almost ruins it's just after i said can't hurt i almost said well i guess there's one thing that could get hurt yeah and it's so sad man i was so hopeful when he was back and then, just like I don't know if you, 
I don't know if I might fix it up, but snap of the finger and back to square one. So it'll definitely be interesting. Like, even if it's not with the Bruins, just how his future pans out. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if he uh, calls it quits either. But no, I hope I, that's not the case. I wouldn't blame him. No, it would be completely understandable, but, you know, for a game he loves and dedicated his whole life to, he deserves a better ending than that. And on that note... Um, yeah, many notes today. Yeah. We had planned on doing, like, forward grades this episode, and then since it's been, like, two weeks, <laughs> we realized, oh, no, we have way too much to talk about. We'll just move yeah, that to another. Yeah, we'd be here until preseason if we did, added that into this one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that some point in the next week, uh, at least a forward grades episode, probably after the cup final ends, I would think. Um, and then I believe the 17th is when expansion lists have to be submitted because the draft is, is the draft the 21st, like the expansion draft. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So what we'll probably end up doing is we'll do an episode in the next week or so, and then we'll do one after the expansion lists are out because then obviously we can analyze the Bruins and whatnot. And we'll probably also do the defenseman grades, uh, in that episode, uh, and goalies too, but you know, that's kind of easy to do. And then obviously We'll have the expansion draft and then the actual draft. We still have to talk about what we're doing there, but we'll figure that out. That's two weeks away. Uh, um, but uh, we have, I mean, a, a few questions from uh, Officer Bravo 64, because of course. Um, so we, we kind of kind of already did some of the questions that he had, but I'll, I'll quickly fire through these for you, which is, different uh, garland or kessel uh, garland uh nate schmidt or oliver ekman larson oh god nate schmidt i guess yeah kujor tarasenko i mean tarasenko tarasenko yeah kemper or ranta kemper and then martinez or ekholm <laughs> that's oh come on I go Ekholm because he's younger. Yeah, probably Ekholm. But, I mean, obviously it's easier to acquire Martinez. That's for sure. Uh, And then he had had the question of, uh, should we trade Grizz? Absolutely not. That's Um, a funny one. Should we fire Don Sweeney? No. No. And who do you guys think takes the assistant coaching spot in Boston and the head coaching job in Providence? Yeah. Why not? Like I, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, I I saw someone mention him on the like Jay Pandolfo like leaving post, and I was like, yeah, actually, why not? Like that actually kind of seems perfect. Like he's what head of scouting or no head of player development or something like that. Like he's still something like, player development. He's within the Bruins organization, so obviously he has all those connections there. It's like, I mean, I feel yeah. like he would work, uh, especially like you know you have you have another guy on the bench who's well established on the penalty kill. And certainly can provide some different opinions, which, let's be real, the Bruins kind of need on that bench. <laughs> like, he Kelly knows a thing or two about a good fourth line. It would be interesting to see what he what combinations he think would work because uh, clearly Cassidy's did not. Oof. And like, yeah, 
coaching did definitely play a factor in in the Islanders series where yeah the the Bruins were out coached so you know it's not an awful thing to have some change there and obviously in Providence like I mean I have no idea I don't know I really don't know much about the situation there and it's kind of impossible for me to follow that closely <laughs> um I always forget Chris Kelly scored 20 goals for the Bruins in 2011-2012. Yeah, like the year after they won the Cup. He's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go out and score 20 goals. Why not? <laughs> My boys hop in the backpack for repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. did that happen? Nope. Pain. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, give me, give me Chris Kelly as an assistant coach on the Bruins. That'd be fun. Um... But, yeah. assuming you have nothing left to say, we're about an hour and eight minutes. You guys said enough already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's obviously not our longest episode ever, but with how um, with how much we've not been doing it lately, like, like we did it so often during the playoffs. <laughs> like, it was, like, two, two or three, like, uh, after Several game times two. A week. Yeah, it was like we did one on May 18th, then the 21st, then the 23rd, then the 27th, then June 1st, then June 5th, then June 7th, then June 9th, right? Like, it was just so much oh, in succession. Man. And then... Imagine if the Bruins think it eliminated and we could be talking about them right now. I know, it would be so nice. Like... Anyways, I'm going to send myself into tears. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, before before we stop this, uh, Ryan Spooner. Oh, had to mention him. I know he has. How the, his, uh, how the hell could we forget about him? Yeah, I know he has Almost like a DJ setup coming pretty soon. I uh, saw that on his Instagram story either today or yesterday. Figured I would mention that because um, yeah. I know Spooner legit is also a DJ, um, <laughs> which is very odd. But you know, uh, okay. Now we're good. I think we've said everything. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far. Um, Stay safe. That can still be the universal ending to the episode, even you know if. And eventually, we're gonna have to change it. Sheesh. I mean, we could still say "stay safe." That's universal, right? That's like, true. That's true. Just be like, "Hey, stay safe. Don't be stupid." You know. But then people will hear that and say, "All right, I'm going to intentionally be stupid." Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> good for them. Go yeah. Off. Good, good for you. Have Have a nice life. <laughs> have a time. Uh, yeah.